When things are a disappointment, try not to be so discouraged. That's a quote by Carol Burnett. It's a simple idea that's hard to put into practice. So I think another way to think about it is when things are a disappointment, you actually need more courage. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. We're at the beginning of football season, so it's only natural to think about winning, who will be dominant this year, what team will win the championship. I hope your team wins, whatever team that might be. It doesn't matter to me because I don't follow football that closely and I tend to cheer for the underdog, whoever that is. (laughs) So it's exciting to think about winning and all the training and coaching and sacrifice and the skill development, the strategy, the preparation that's been done to create a winning team. But the truth is, there will be a lot of disappointment this season as well. And that's not talked about as much. Even in business and leadership, there are all kinds of books and articles and posts and opinions on what it takes to create a winning team, have the winning mindset. There's advice on growing your business, being a great leader. There's not as much in the spotlight about how to deal with disappointment. It's a huge reality in life and leadership and work. So I wanted to talk about it and offer some thoughts on how to deal with disappointment more easily when it occurs. You know, when I was conceptualizing this episode, a famous image of Charlie Brown came to mind, the cartoon series. And I'm guessing you might be familiar with the scene where Lucy is holding the football on the ground for Charlie Brown to kick. He runs as fast as he can toward the ball, but just as he gets to the ball and he tries to kick it, she suddenly takes the ball away and Charlie Brown does a flip in the air and lands flat on his back. I've felt like that many times in my life and in my business. (laughs) Just when you think you're making progress, you're gaining confidence, speed, or excitement, something happens. It feels like someone yanks the rug out from under you or yanks the ball away from you like Lucy did. And of course, there are small disappointments and big disappointments. A small one from my own life just this week. It had been a really long day. I had traveled to Atlanta for a workshop. I was staying at a hotel. It was late and all I wanted to do was crash. But I couldn't figure out how to turn off these lights behind the headboard in my hotel room. They were you know, shining light up at the ceiling. I couldn't find the switch anywhere in the room. So I called the front desk and no one at the front desk could tell me where the switch was. The, the woman who answered the, the call said, well, we'll send a maintenance guy up to figure it out. And I said, please don't do that. <laughs> Just tell me where the switch is. What happened is I had a phone charger and an outlet that was covering up the button to turn off the light. I had to phone a friend to help me figure all that out. I didn't know if I was more disappointed in myself for not being able to figure it out on my own or the hotel for not just telling me where the switch was to make it easy. Now, those kinds of things are easy to laugh at and let go of. But today I'm talking about the big disappointments, the kind that happen when you were blindsided or maybe betrayed, where trust was broken, where you've experienced a big setback of some kind. Maybe you lost an opportunity you thought you had, a piece of business that was in your grasp. You might be disappointed with one person in particular or with circumstances that have changed 
or a situation that you feel like you have no control over or a decision that you made. Maybe it's a bad hire or you took on way too much and now you're way over your head. Disappointment occurs when your expectations, whatever they may be, aren't met. And when you've experienced something big, something important to you that fails or doesn't work out, it takes courage to pick yourself up, to try again, to trust yourself or others again, and move forward. So here are five ways to ease disappointment and recover more quickly, whether you're disappointed with yourself or someone else or something else. These are some of the five ways that I apply in my own life and try to practice. (laughs) Number one, allow it. Don't try to pretend like it doesn't matter. It's okay to feel disappointment. It's worse if you try to pretend like everything's okay, like that really doesn't matter to me. As a leader, you may feel pressure to stay positive or dismiss disappointment, but you're human. And I've heard some clients say, we've worked so hard. It's so disappointing that we didn't get, you know, whatever that project was. Don't wallow too long. You can feel disappointment and at the same time, create positive expectation that there was a reason Try to detach from whatever outcome you were hoping for and trust that there's a lesson in there or something even better ahead. So that's number one, allow it. Number two is to get specific. You know, what is the disappointment really about? Is it about a person, an event, a circumstance, an outcome? And is there a specific emotion behind being disappointed like anger or resentment or exasperation? So many times people mislabel their emotions. So try to get to the heart of whatever you're truly feeling. You might need to process with another person that you trust. It takes courage to express what you're truly feeling. So get to the heart of it and be very specific. That way you'll be able to rise above it or work through it. Number three is to resist casting blame. And this is one that I see so much. It's so common. It's one of the most common responses I see when someone is disappointed. They start the replay, recounting the story over and over. You know, they'll say, I just can't believe so-and-so did that, or our team should have done whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, The worst is when you blame yourself. I should have, would have, could have, shoulda, woulda, coulda. There's nothing wrong with determining what you might do differently next time, but don't assign blame. Try getting to the point where you can say, here's where I am, or here's where we are now. Stop the replay. Don't blame. Number four, find the learning. What meaning are you making of this? That thing or person, relationship, experience that you think created the disappointment didn't do it. It's the meaning that you're giving to it. That's huge. You know, I hear people say, our team worked so hard on getting so far. Now it's a total loss. Is it really? Or we wasted so much time. Maybe. We didn't get the project or the grant or the new piece of business because we weren't good enough, weren't strong enough. You need to be careful about that kind of thinking. You know, a number of years ago, I was preparing to lead a day-long program for a, a major brand, which I will not name here. I had prepared customized materials and developed content. I'd prepped with the meeting planner a couple of days before, and then an emergency came up at the client site the night before the event, so they canceled at the very last minute. And then shortly after that, my main contact left the organization, so I didn't have a proper contract in place at the time that should have required payment (laughs) despite their cancellation. So it was disappointing to lose time and money and energy on that project. But I learned to improve how I contract with clients in the future to make sure that doesn't happen again. 
And at the time, I had to work really hard at not blaming myself. I made decisions and took action based on what I knew to be the case then, whatever was appropriate at that time that just reflects where I was in my business. But now looking back, that's an experience that really helped me in the long run that I just couldn't see at the time. So again, pay attention to the meaning that you're making of your experience. Similarly, number five, choose your response. I know that you may not think you have a choice in how you respond emotionally, but the more aware you can become of your emotions, the better you can deal with them. So what can you try on? You know, what's another feeling or emotion you can try on instead of disappointment? Maybe it's something like eagerness to move on or being ready to set a new goal. Don't let the fear of disappointment stop you from setting big goals or having big expectations. One of my clients proudly does not set goals because he says he doesn't want to be disappointed. Don't do that. Don't be afraid to set big goals and go for it. Or if you've really mastered your emotions, you might even feel gratitude for whatever happened. Sometimes it takes a long time to get to that point. You've got to look way back in the rearview mirror. But it's something to think about. If you choose gratitude over disappointment, it will shift how you go forward. It will shift everything. Try seeing yourself as resilient. You'll bounce back more quickly. And then finally, a bonus tip here, get present. You're feeling disappointment about something that happened in the past, right? It might feel fresh if the situation or the experience just happened. But remember, it's still in the past. It's in the past. You need to stay in the present moment. Ask yourself, what can or should my focus be now? What's possible now? One thing I know for sure is that there will be more disappointments ahead. As a leader, especially, there will be inevitably times when someone will let you down. You'll be unfairly blamed for something. You may be betrayed, lose trust in someone. Just don't lose trust in yourself. An experience will turn out to be very different from what you were hoping or expecting. Your hard work may not pay off in the way that you had hoped or wanted or expected. Someone will yank that football just when you're ready to kick. But you'll be able to recover more quickly and get the perspective you need to keep moving when you apply the ideas that I've shared. You'll be able to make more touchdowns. Dealing with disappointment is a skill that improves with practice and self-awareness. So by implementing these strategies and adapting them to your own unique circumstances, you can develop that resilience. You can better navigate life's disappointments, grow yourself as a leader, and as a human being. How we handle disappointments is just as important as how we handle success. Remember, at the end of the day, you are a human being. People are watching you. They're looking at your response. They're seeing how you cope with disappointment. So make sure you can set a positive example for them and help your own team or people that you know who might be going through some kind of disappointment. Be sure to share this episode with them. I hope your week ahead is free of disappointments, but at least you'll be able to bounce back a little more easily if or when they occur as you do the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, 
and doing the work that matters to you.